Welcome to the podcast. I'm Paul Kay, and tonight myself, John Paul, and Mark are going to be discussing the Celtic and Rangers game from last weekend, the disappointment, the Q and A that never really was, never told us anything really, the talk of Roy Keane possibly coming in as manager, and the sad news today that Scott Brown, the captain and legend, will be leaving the club to go and sign as a player coach for Aberdeen. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for downloading. Welcome to the podcast again, and again this week I'm joined by Mark and Hi, Paul, Johnny. Hi, Mark. Doing good. Yeah, I'm good. Hello to you guys and everyone else. Good. Okay, it's been quite a week, as we can say mm. every week, most of the time now. Uh, Glasgow Derby on Sunday, which was. Kind of greatly disappointing, I feel. And the news today that uh, Scott Brown's leaving, which was kind of expected, I think. And in between that, we had a Q&A session, if you could call it that, with Dermot Desmond. So, we'll kick it off with Sunday's performance uh, against Rangers. What we, kind of, what we took for it. Personally, at the time, I thought it wasn't too bad. I, I, I thought it was an improvement, uh, as it's been. But I watched it again, and then after it, I just, I just get more annoyed about it. I just get more annoyed about the whole, the whole lack of desire. Uh, I thought they were there for the taking, and just it's just the story of the season. We just, just a week, or just a week squad, we. We've got no sense I killing MD off. And as I say at the start, I, I thought it was quite good. There was bits that were good, but overall, I mean, we didn't go for it. At, at no point did we've, we've lost that ability to, even when we go up, when we go one up, I know there was the, the penalty we spoke about, I think it was a penalty, but it was a real concern. It was a real, it was just a, a probably a, a good picture of where we are I agree, I agree. Um, in the past we would have had that that killer instinct and, and um, went ahead and certainly created more chances got more shots and goal and um, you know in the past we would have won, won the game um, in a Glasgow derby like that but I suppose positives you take out it um, was that we did dominate the game um, I don't know it's, it's a hard one to kind of it's a hard one to judge because obviously Rangers had already won the league they don't really need to try as hard as they as they um, they might have um, albeit you know they, they, they were still trying but I think we, we, showed, we showed a bit of promise but just know that killing instinct and you know finishing chances and and 
after dominating the game, just really killing the game off. So it was disappointing. It was a good goal. It was a good goal we scored and um, we, we played well at times. But yeah, it just, like you say, Paul, typical of the season. And uh, I think we, for, for many games uh, this year, we've dominated in the first half hour, you know, looked as though we're going to go on and, and just kill the game off. And then we just kind of fall out it. So yeah, when it came, when it was getting towards the end, I was even thinking it would be typical if Rangers actually scored and, and won the game. That was the way I was thinking. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, uh, the draw that I think a lot of people thought it had written all, all over it, really. Aye, I mean, I, I, I agree with parts of, of what you guys are saying and, and, and I... Um, there's there's one word pretty much after the final whistle and it still st- sticks with me is it's pathetic. I I I'm struggling to take any positives from that and, and I'm not allowing myself to. It's like the the last Glasgow Derby game at, at Ibrox, I wasn't gonna take any positives from that either. Um, for the 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 great play that everyone says we had, I think after twenty odd minutes, McGregor pulled off a great save from Griffiths. There was absolutely nothing uh, from from that game, and, and and this game is pretty much the same. You're right, Paul. They were there for the absolute taking. They had quite a difficult game on the Thursday, and only the rigmarole and the the uh, shambles that, that followed after it. Um, that that was on their minds, absolutely no doubt. They. Yeah, probably leagues one. So the, the game didn't really mean as much to them as as it well, what I believed it should have meant to us. I says on Sunday in, in our own wee social circle that we could have played for another ninety minutes and not score. Um, we uh, the, the the subs were far too late, and and I think all through this season, whether it was. Um, Neil Lennon or, or John Kennedy in the two games he had previous to this, the, the subs were always made run about the 65th, 66th or 67th mark, always every time. But this time, the, the, our first sub was made on the 79th minute after Rangers had made, made four subs uh, at three different points, uh, obviously. I, I just don't, it was just too late. That left them not being able to make an impact and, and, and the, the guys that they brought on, apart from Forrest, uh, the guys that they brought on, what, what are they supposed to do? At that point in time, when you're winning one nothing and you're bringing on subs and two, two uh, lots of subs on 80 odd minutes, that's time wasting. That's wasting time for the team that's supposed to be on the on the up, trying to go for the win. That, that does absolutely nothing and you were taking off the, the, the guys who were um, probably the, the ones who were more likely to score your goal and, and, uh, and another goal and uh, Elianusi and, and um, Edward and Turnbull I may as well just go to Turnbull and now what the hell is going on with that guy who cannot finish a game and on that game uh, on Sunday he he was shattered and I want to know why he cannot finish a game and what they're doing behind the scenes because there was a through ball put to him um, and he had, they must have had about five yards on um, uh, Steve Davis still had a bit to go right enough to get to the goal Steve Davis caught up with him within about three four uh, strides that's 
that, that shouldn't be happening. Steve Davis is about 35, 36. So that's crazy. So the subs were too late in making. And we spoke about um, uh, the Dundee United game uh, is probably a deciding factor in a lot of people that John Kennedy isn't the man for the job. We'll see that game on Sunday. That's two steps to the right for John Kennedy no being in that, that job again because he just got it completely wrong. Um, Rangers were there for taking, as he says, but I can't the rest of the season. We just had no cut on edge. We weren't clinical enough. Our decision-making through games is abysmal. We either take too many touches we either um, don't cut the ball back at the right time. We can't pick out a player. Um, we make the pass when it's no on. Um, and I think the one with um, Laxal could have a, a, a nice through ball four yards in front of him through an Edward and it's played too far ahead of him. Our decision-making is, is shocking. We take shots when we shouldn't and, and, and we don't take shots when we should. And I said that in the last game at Ibrox, and I still stand by that. That that's 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 where I'm at with that. And um, you thought that maybe there'd be a bit of pride to play for, um, and and maybe start to go on a bit of momentum because we've got the Scottish Cup coming up, the last and only hope of this season. But I tell you what, um, I, I, we're not getting anywhere in that that cup competition if if that's how we're going to play. So um, yeah, thanks thanks for letting me get it off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know the thing about me? See, when we, when we were younger, and it was a Tom and Burns era, and it's coming towards the end of the season, or, or when the league, we only got to win the league. And we had a, we had a, a Celtic and Rangers game. Mm-hmm. We were still mm-hmm. right up for it. We were still, that, that was almost like, listen, it was a winning a trophy, but. It was still a scalp. It was still you loved. The players yeah, are right yeah. up for it. They yeah. weren't up for it. They, they, they look like they've. It looks That's like look, the season's done. Oh. Just let's get that through the line. We hopefully we can go on holiday. We don't want to be here. But it also, it's also a part that Neil Lennon was actually better than making subs than John Kennedy. Aye. We thought Neil Lennon was bad. I mean. Eight, was it 87 minutes? Griffiths and Sorrow at the same time, like for liking. It's like, what what do you expect guys like that to do? He, I, I mean, as I say, John Kennedy was absolutely shattered and, and he just couldn't run. And I think, although I think before it's going on, we could have changed things and, and it may be... And it, it was too late to tell where we get another. We bring on Roderick. Roderick takes about 15 minutes to get going and then it, there's nothing, but that was just too late with him. Uh, you may as well no bother. And, and I think, I don't think Christy uh, deserved to stay on, but I think the only reason why he did stay on is because he gives you more legs than what Turnbull does. And, and going back to the goal we conceded, once again, it was a, a set piece. And I don't know if you've listened to it a few weeks ago. There was the Q&A with the fan media with uh, John Kennedy and uh, David Turnbull. And, and, and the question was brought up Aye. to John Kennedy. Uh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing here about um, why we're conceding so many goals. And he spoke about well, we're not commanding enough. We don't have that presence and we're not strong in there. We don't have that, that, that defender to... 
to maybe not mark up, but be his his role is to go and attack that ball when it comes in. So if that is the case, and 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 we we feel that we're we're, we're second best to getting that first ball when it comes in, which happened on Sunday, can we not at least put a guy on the post? Be- and 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 I know that exactly. there's a lot of people out there saying their stats, saying oh, but whenever free kicks or corners are floated into the box, um, there's very little goals are conceded direct from that um, a header. But that's not where we're, we're conceding. We're conceding them from the, those knockdowns and and the ball jumping about. So if you've got a guy on the post, then that 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 goal doesn't that goal doesn't happen. And it's as simple as that. Get two guys in the post and they zone them up. Pick pick somebody up and and watch them. And this is your guy. This is where the whole thing with Gordon Stratton, where a lot of people didn't really like his approach to zone them up. Zone them up what? I mean, not only do I think we don't practice and train defending corners, I don't actually think we practice at attacking our own corners because now we've got we've got Turnbull who's putting in great a, a great delivery. But we had I think I counted Welsh, El Yunusi and, and Edward that had great chances with the head and nothing. They should have at least hit the target, but nothing. For, uh, to be fair to El Yunusi, I think he um, headed the ball down and McGregor got, got the save but I think it was Edward and Welsh it was just over and we really need to be doing more with that we can't be wasting these chances I, th- I think on Christie as well I can't remember the last time he had a good game against Rangers no um, he just seems to go missing he just yep. doesn't he just doesn't create um as much as he does in other games, and you know that this is when you want him to turn it on, you know. Um, so I see it's these big games that we need to see him turning up and, and doing something. But um, I know I see what you're saying, Mark. Some, some good points there. Um, maybe I'm just trying to be a bit more positive, just uh, just because we've had such a negative season. <laughs> I know, and, and, and I, I, I don't blame you. It's just I, I admit I am struggling to take positives out of that, um, and I just. Like the, the last game at Ibrox, you went into that a little bit nervous, not just a little bit nervous, but you know, we had a lot of pressure on us. But you just thought that we, we get that win and, and we, we kind of use that as a springboard to move on and, and go for it. We didn't. We we get beat 1 0 and he didn't even have a shot on target. It was the, the bizarre start from that game. And, and uh, with this game, it's just that you get a bit of pride, play for yourselves. If if you're not interested in playing for the fans because the fans are there, if you've not got that connection this season, so be it. But play at least play for some professional pride, and 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 this this I'm not really bored. I don't want to labour the point about them going in the undefeated in the league because they'll never ever smash or get anywhere near our our invincible season um, of the three domestic cups. But you would have thought that maybe that was a wee incentive to, to go on, but you just don't seem to care. And the sooner this this, this uh, season's over with, the, the, the better, um, as, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. The thing that annoys me as well is there's no, there's no one person in the team that will go out and get a reaction like 
half somebody mm-hmm. or wind somebody up. Or I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get where there, there is no, there was I'm not interested. I mean, damage when you see uh, Alfredo Morelos foul and Scott Brown, he gets booked. That's when I knew. That's when I thought Scott Brown's done enough. Like no reaction, no, no, no biting back. It's just virtually. Just I've had enough of this. No, there's no pressure on the ref or anything in terms of decision making. Um, I mean that 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 team, the, the whole team for Rangers is is very poor. And okay, maybe I'll, I'll be accused of having my green tinted gigs on, but that is not a good Rangers team. We've I mean we we spoke about it last oh, yeah. last week when we kind of rounding up our. Or summaries of, of the three managers, and we spoke about um, how good a, a team Rangers had, and that made like O'Neill uh, his success even better. But that that Rangers team's not good. See that Balligan and Hellander, they're absolutely dreadful. And that Goldson, I have absolutely no idea how he gets the praise that he does. Because see, and Austin Odson Edward of, of last season, or even the season before that. He would to- tear him to shreds. Yeah. That Golson would panic. Remember when the, the League Cup game when, when we won, won at Fraser Foster saves He came on as a sub and he hadn't even touched the ball. The ball came to him and, go- and Golson flattened him. That's how we got the free kick uh, to, to, to get the goal. They, they can't yeah. handle him. And, and as the game went on, you're right, Johnny, you're, you're sitting there thinking, we just phased out. And, and it felt like for all the... The, the better play that we had and, and maybe deserved a bit more. You just felt like they were going to score, mm. and and um, and see the end. Yeah, they, they were happy with that. That was essentially a victory to them. And all the bam pots were out with the fireworks. I heard more fireworks after that final whistle than I did when we actually won the the, the league. Um, you see it on social media, they're more gathering at uh, town crosses. Uh, lunatics out with cardboard boxes and aeroplanes with smoke bombs uh, on the lot. That, that's after that's after a draw. That, that's that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the team that stopped the ten and beat us. That's we team Aye. mentality. Painting everything, painting everything in sight, putting bunting up. I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. Aye, it was. It was it was pathetic. It was one of the worst. To feel that that actually probably felt worse than getting better at Christmas and New Year. I just thought it was just total. And the, the again the ridiculous goal that we gave away for uh, for John Joe Kelly. It was almost at the halfway line. Aye. for a corner. What? Just. But, We've got another one to go through, uh, but again, it just fell totally in line with the season. Uh, it was just, it was horrendous. I can't think it ended a good game to run. I can't think it ended a terrible game. This again is a, a mark of the season. I mean, they've got two guys playing, right? Alfredo Morales, mm-hmm. Hothead, mm-hmm. wind them up, right? Kick and and uh, mm-hmm. Kent as well, are you exactly? And why are they not getting told, right, do what you can. You you owe everybody a performance. It's been horrendous all season. 
And I know there's mitigating circumstances, but mm-hmm. do you know what? So just yeah. get on with it. Give people something to... I mean, it's not as if everyone were going to go and shout about stuff, you know what I mean? But just give something. Just give a wee, a wee bit of chink of light to, that you get into your work on Monday and you thought, ah, ah well, but uh, I was totally... I was raging, I was absolutely raging after it. I was raging the next day as I know. well. Well, it's just one of these seasons, isn't it? You're just <laughs> been raging after most games. I know. <laughs> I know. Right, so we will move on now to to Dermot's Dermot Desmond's Q and A. Well I, I said before I thought there would be something would be said this week. Now I didn't think that I didn't know, but I wasn't anything that they would announce the who the new manager was or the, the new structure. But I thought that uh, win, lose, or draw, there would have been something to try to. I think this is they were starting to drip feed stuff in for the, the season ticket renewals. Now, if you look, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because they absolutely said nothing. Uh, if you look at the, the statement, the questions, so the questions were. Uh, when can we expect to appoint a new manager? Mm-hmm. Uh, no answer, really. Politician. Who's in charge of the process? Again, I just mentioned everybody. Uh, can you give us an idea what type of candidate you're looking for? This is questions that they've basically, obviously, they've made up. This is questions that he's comfortable with answering. But it was nothing. Was it they were calling it powder puff? Is that what they were calling it? Uh, it, it, it almost tells you what, ideally what you'd want to hear, but without yep. any answers. Aye, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been on here and, and asking for some form of contact, and I'm pretty sure we all have, and that little bit of communication, uh, and so I'm trying to use that as as one positive, but um, I I I, I don't think. Well, one that it says it, it's it's an interview. It wasn't it. It was it was a, a Q and A, and but I'm, I'm questioning who who came up with the questions. Was, you know, was it a competition that we didn't know about that fans had to write in with their competition? Uh, sorry, with their questions, and and whoever had the best question, that's the one that get put into to the uh, major shareholder. And two, I don't think it should be. Dermot Desmond that's coming out and, and making these answers it should be like a statement from the chairman if it's no the, the chief exec probably it shouldn't be the chief exec given he's only here for another couple of months but it, it should be someone like likes of the chairman that, that that's in a, a statement that, that could probably cover all those points in a well written statement um, and I just don't think it should be done in that it's quite amateurish um, a, a kind of format of a, a Q&A when there is no basis of, of where the questions have come from and then actually under what format were they asked. Yep. And I think um, it's really it's really just been as a result of the criticism that Celtic have had this year of not engaging with the fans. So it just seems such a, a kind of contrived way to go yeah. about it. Oh, we better get something out. We better get you know the majority shareholder of the club Aye. to be um, trying to engage with the fans. But yeah. as you say, there is no reference point as to say 
well, this is where the questions came from, so this is the ones we're answering. So it was all, you know, I skimmed over it, to be honest. I didn't read it in much detail, but like you say, it's talking loud, but it's saying nothing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was interesting, um, as you say, Paul, one of the questions was... Um, uh, what what type of manager are we looking at? And it, 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 I thought what it did for me was was leave me with more questions, and it probably seemed to antagonise folk more than than what I, and actually put people people's minds at rest. And and that that question about the well, kind of two questions that left me with those was. Uh, one was what type of manager we're looking for. He didn't confirm anything uh, of of any characteristic that they're looking for in a manager. So for, for me, they either try to avoid that kind of typecasting of a young, uh, um, ambitious, uh, you know, manager that, that's looking to, to to go down the road of of, of uh, pretty much that manager that they all want to be the next. Guardiola or the next Jurgen Klopp or, or whoever and, and, and yet he didn't really kind of nail it to the, the colours to the post by saying we're looking at somebody along the, the role of, of um, Martin O'Neill or, or, or Dave will probably discuss it later is, is, is Roy Keane um, and, and I was kind of questioning and I, obviously I raised the point with you guys in our own uh, WhatsApp group uh, with other guys is it says Peter Lowell, um, the, the the chairman, and, and Dermot Desmond are involved in, in looking at candidates, as will be Dominic Mackay. So, is Dominic Mackay doing that just now on a kind of part time basis, or or, or is or have they got a, a group of candidates and are going to wait till June when Dominic Mackay comes in, because. We, we, we haven't got time. I know I've said in the past that I would want them to take their time and get the right guy, but that, that went out the window. We need to get folk in as of now. Um, and I'm changing my, my mind on that 100%. And we can't wait to Dominic McKay is allowed to, to work ways with it because the SRU say that's your, your notice period up in, in June. What we should be going back to, to the SRU is saying... We need this guy to work with now. What, what do you want in terms of compensation? Or um, and it's bizarre that that, that the appointment when, when the announcement was made, something like four months later, he's going to be joining us. Mm. I, I I just don't buy that. And he's been they also talk about a transitional season, as in the, the one coming up. So surely we should be taking a wee bit of pressure off ourselves by appointing a CEO a hell of a lot sooner getting a director of football in a lot sooner and then the, the coach is in place well before the Euros and well before, you know, pre-season starts and we're able to start looking and identifying players because next season is is massive. Um, getting into the Champions League straight away, that's a 30, 30 million pound prize. Yeah. It's... it's we, we, we can't we can't be uh, wasting any time because wasting any time we may as well just hand in the league in thirty million quid. It sounds to me like what Dermot Desmond does from from the days of Martin and if we get Martin and Neil in, from getting Brendan Rodgers in, from even probably getting Neil in back in his, he just ignores the rest of them and he goes yeah. and thinks, right, I'll have you. Mm-hmm. I'm having you. 
and then mm-hmm. right use what we have. But that's not supposed to be his role. He's supposed to be, so he's a major shareholder. I can never say it, but that's supposed to be the where Lorwell when that day they would come in. He's actually just he's plucking these guys and he done it. He done it with players mm-hmm. as well. He, he done it with Keane. They done it with uh, Paddy McCourt and that. And I, I mean, sometimes it works out, but he seems to pick and choose. To be fair, uh, when he never picked and uh, chose, it was. Peter Lorwell gave the job to, to Ronnie Dyla. So, and to be fair, he has been, <laughs> he, he has made some really good appointments, but it, it, it almost seems like he's trying to run it this way, then he's just ignoring it. And is that where Peter Lorwell, is that why he got involved in signing the players and stuff? When really that was that was mm-hmm. supposed to be anything to do with him. So, if your guy at the top's doing it, and, and that starts to filter, filter down to people in positions, uh, you can see why that, that annoys. Uh, if you're, a, if you're the, the manager that head of football operations and you're employed to do that and then there's somebody else chipping in all the time, you can see that. You can see why that's problematic. Um, and I was surprised, just, just looking at the, the Q&A as well, um, what Dermot Desmond was saying about... Um, the people that have been appointed in the board has been people that he never personally knew uh, before they were appointed. But I don't know. I mean, I've not seen it in the news, but there were rumours of his son, Ross Desmond, getting appointed to the board. Um, so Aye. that would kind of... Uh, um, it, it would certainly... It goes against what he was saying Aye. there, you know, if he's putting his Aye. son on the board. But um, that was just my other thing that I noticed. But... Um, What's his name in Twitter, Mark? Is it Gonzo or something? He's, he's supposed to be. His son's got a Twitter account there. No, no, no. What is it? It's like uh, pretending to be somebody else uh, and, and being a bit pro Celtic. Uh, All right, I know I've, I've completely missed that one. Gonzo or something? Let me find it. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. His son, this is supposed to be his son who's uh, putting out stuff. But, Back like, all for the board and all I mean, that. I, I, I don't know how I don't that know. kind of so, thing that ends up. Um, you know, if, if say Desmond uh, can give his shares to his son and then it becomes his son, and that, that, that's fine. See, as long as they've got the club at the best interest yeah. at heart, that, that, that's absolutely fine. But just when you, you raised that point, Paul, about you know Desmond uh, picking the manager. Um, and and it maybe filtering down. I've never actually thought about that. That kind of culture of it's it's this is how I'm doing it, and I'm making that decision. Then filtering down to the next layer of say Peter Lawwell and says no, I'm uh, I'm going to enforce my uh, bit of power that I can, and by doing that, I've never actually thought about that that theory. And um, yeah, there, there maybe be something in that that, but hopefully that culture will go, and and, and the actual. People in charge of their departments, you know, get get the the autonomy and, and are able to do so. Right, we'll move on. We'll move on to. We'll go for the the, the rumours this week that have been seen to gather about pace again. That Roy Keane is very much in the, the picture to be the 
I don't know, is he got is he going to be the manager? Is he going to be chief of football? I, I don't know. I'm actually my brain's absolutely mashed with all these new terms as well. That we were talking about it last night as well about if this Nicky Buck came in, he would be he had a totally different title as well. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's starting to it's all consuming and it's starting it's the the longest saga ever, well, it feels like it. But it's not just uh, so they're talking about Roy Keane. Now Roy Keane one's not going away. And I mean Dermot Desmond does seem to like to keep the the Irish backbone of the club, if you want to call it, the this this bloodline going, which I must admit I I'm not advised, I quite like that. I like the whole Irish bit and that. I must you know, admit, but, Paul, I'm shocked uh, to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Truly by surprise in that one. <laughs> I was raising this week, I was trying to order stuff off the, the, the Irish FA website and they don't bloody deliver to Scotland anymore because I was in that. I was raging. Um, uh, the... The the Roy Keane one's not going away. I heard, I heard somebody describe it as a niche, a niche that he wants to scratch, uh, which is probably quite a good way of uh, a way of describing it. But you do it does get you thinking. Well, over the last few weeks, when Roy Keane's been on Sky and when when Rangers eventually won the league, and they were asking him about it, and he said, hey, "I'm sure Celtic will be great again." Stuff like that. You start to actually. You start to convince yourself. I think, well, I've started to convince myself. I think it is going to be him. Now, last week when we were talking, it was the the American coach, Jesse uh, Marsh. Jesse, mm-hmm. Jesse Marsh. <laughs> we were convinced ourselves it was going to be him. You know, this just seems to be now. It's just week to week isn't it, that we kind of. It's this must be. This is one the most the strangest time I can ever remember. Uh, the club looking for a, a coach or a manager. It's mentally draining, isn't totally it? <laughs> <laughs> it's mentally oh, draining. It's like you just see all this. I mean, it's, it's been mentally draining as a season, as it is. And then obviously, you know, the chief exec is going, which we were all kind of fairly happy about. Neil Lennon going. We were. Um, probably felt that that was the right decision, um, but sad about it. And then Scott Brown today, which we'll come on to. Mm-hmm. So it's just all, all oh, this, right. like, all this stuff that's happening, and it is, you know, it is draining on you. Um, but yeah. See, see, be fair, sorry, see, be fair, see the club, like the board, and Dermot Desmond, and Neil in there. See, I do believe this was going to be a season of transaction. When they'd win, when we thought we'd win the ten, but it's had, it's all kicked in since about November, like which is about three three or four months into the season. That that's when that's when the end was nigh. When you knew, right? Well, no, that, that's the season over. So everything that would have maybe happened behind the scenes, or you would have hoped to, it would only maybe start to be getting spoke about the now. Really, if if we were. If we were in the lead or if we were just behind Rangers, you could have never thought in a million years 
that we were going to crash and burn by mm, yep. I know. November. It's been a it's been a slow, painful death <laughs> this season, isn't it? Uh, it really has. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Roy Keane thing. Um, as look, I think they've suspended the betting on it. Um, with Roy Keane now, um, take from that what you will. But um, I think they've suspended betting on managers before they haven't became Celtic managers. So we'll see. I'm not, you know, I'm not enthusiastic about it. Um, Nicky Butt, we don't really know much about him as a coach. He must be well quoted. I think he was reporting directly into um, Solskjaer at Man United at the moment. Um, he's in charge of getting more of the youth players into the first team. Um, he played for, I don't know how many years, with Man United, I think 12 years, Man United. So he knows his football. So Roy, um, you know, Royke knows his football. Nicky Butt knows his football. But can they be a good managerial partnership at Celtic we don't know and Roy Keane hasn't proven himself to be a great manager based on his record but there could be mitigating circumstances uh, all the clubs he's been at but Martin O'Neill rates him he's obviously quoting him for the job the other day Um, so I mean if he's appointed I will support him 100%, um, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be my choice. I, I would prefer Jesse Mars to be honest, knowing what I know about him now and you know this, that, and the other. But you, you never know; it could work, but it's a risk. I think it's a big risk. I I, I agree with you, Johnny. Um, yeah, it's it, it would be massive given that what the the the, the public opinion in in, in Celtic. Social media appears to be ninety nine point nine percent against Roy Keane getting the job, mm. um, and I think I, I mean I've I've went into it in, in depth in, in previous podcasts over the last couple of weeks, um, and so I, yeah, for me it's no, so I don't really want to go into in, in, in too much detail. For me, my ideal manager would be Jesse Marsh or somebody of that ilk. That is is different from from Roy Keane, and um, I, I liked what you said uh, during the week when I said um, or when I noted his Jesse and Marsh no come out and distance himself to the Celtic job by saying thanks, but but no thanks. And I think he says maybe it was a a, a kind of element of him being diplomatic and and, and appeasing the the, the fans of. Um, Salzburg he's with yep. and you know and, and his current employers and you know what seeing till it's announced that he's no the manager I'm going to hold on to that and I'm, I'm going to you know wish wish for that wishful thinking it may be but hey um, I, I need a little bit of positivity and optimism and, and amongst this this kind of uh, Celtic uh, mindset. So yeah, I'm I'm going to hold on to that. I think that the, the Roy Keane and and um, Nicky Butt link. Yes, okay, they played together uh, for a, a short period. It's maybe not as long as we thought this, everybody would think it would be. Because I think Nicky Butt did he move to Newcastle? Yeah, quite mm-hmm. early on, and that was the kind of yeah, one of the first to go within that that kind of the the, the the gigs in the Beckham and the Navels coming through in schools. We see one of the first to kind of. Uh, move on. So, I think it's a bit of a noise. I've never really had them as links. I could be completely wrong there. Um, 
but I think there was also rumours going about saying that Nicky Butt has been touted to, to join Rooney at Derby. Right. So, who knows? Who knows? Now, I, I could make a case for Roy Keane, I think. I think that I, I've been thinking about it and I've tried to, I've tried to take away the whole kind of, the kind of his persona and the stuff that he does with the country because, to be honest, I think mm-hmm. some is an act like I saw an interview with him where he said that uh, even when he was playing in my night, getting the skinhead and the, the scowling and just being the, the total terror, he said, that's, was an act, that was an act on the park. I'm not actually like that away from the park. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. That's what he said. But I think that people have been a wee bit over the top by saying he had a, he had a hopeless managerial career. And I, I want to justify this with kind of some of the guys that people will be kind of genuinely interested in with the things that they've done. They've not done a lot in the game, but they've maybe come on a bit as a coach, right? So, uh, Brendan Rogers, right? Brendan Rogers never had a career. He went into it, he got injured, uh, never played a first team game, so he was injured when he was 20. Now, until Brendan Rodgers had got to Swansea, he never had a great managerial career. Then he got to Swansea. Then he got to Liverpool. Then he went in. But then he came, he came to Celtic. And obviously that, that's when he started winning stuff. Right? But his, his playing career was hopeless. Where I think that Roy Keane is a wee bit, people have been a wee bit harsh with Roy Keane was one of the best in the world when he did play. So I think that if you came to play for Roy Keane, you, you wouldn't sign unless you knew you were getting into I don't imagine there would have been any of the stuff that happened on Sunday where they would just basically, it was nice and icy and they kind of they would down tools. I don't think a, a temperamental or a, a guy who didn't like being told that he was playing up or not, I, I just don't think I don't think you would sign for Roy Keane. And I think people have been a wee bit unfair with the... Uh, I mean, when he was with Sunderland, when he took over Sunderland, Sunderland were in the first division and they were second bottom, then he got them up to the Premiership. Now, I don't exactly know the, the reasons why he left Sunderland, but he did leave them. Uh, and then he went to Ipswich, which he never had a great time. But a lot of these coaches haven't had a great thing. Eddie Howe, he'd done something he'd done with Bournemouth, he got them up, but they also went down again as well. Wasn't a great player that I can remember. Never had that kind of stature. And he had a few bomb scare careers with, I think it was with Burnley, he was absolutely homeless, hopeless. So, personally, I think people are buying a wee bit too much into Roy Keane's persona as this snarling guy and comparing him to Neil Lennon. Where Neil, it seemed to work a bit with Neil Lennon last year when we were in Lazio and I don't know, I think people are just gonna they're just writing Roy Keane off. I'm not saying he'd be my ideal candidate, I'm not saying that at all. But I just think that people are just totally ignoring the kind of stuff that he has done, the kind of players he would attract. Uh, and if you look across the water, 
Slippy, he's never had he never had an experience. Roy Keane's got experience of going up and going down. So yeah, that could be a good I know. Thing. And you you're probably right about the persona thing. I think the um his punditry he, he certainly has a, a certain style. Um, which a lot of people find funny and probably just kind of feeds off that. Um, he's certainly a guy who wouldn't, as a manager, he obviously wouldn't settle for mediocrity and he would certainly kick a few people right up the arse. But I, I suppose that the, the fear that everyone has is that can he deal with a modern day footballer? Because he quite openly slags them off and, you know, his posers and this, that and the other. And, um, he, he, he compares them to you know when he was a player, um, but that, but that's the thing. It's like the game has changed, and you know the players have changed, and how they, you know how they act, and on social media and this that and the other, and you know he's totally against all that. So I suppose everyone's worry is is like how is he going to manage a younger kind of modern day f- footballer is probably what people are questioning, but. Um, I but I mean I, I've saw interviews of people that used to play with, with Man United and I can't remember who it was but they said like I know Roy Keane's got this persona of being you know this hard man and critical he says but he would talk to you coming off the the park and he would tell you when you were doing well he would talk to you in the dressing room him as the captain of Man United he would be he would give credit where it's due. And um, he would notice when people are having a good game and comment on it. So um, I'm sure there's sides to him as a manager that are a lot softer than how he kind of presents himself on, on TV. Mm-hmm. No, what you said there, that, that hey, Johnny, about that that fear of, of being able to manage the, the modern day player, that, that's, yeah, that's my fear, is that has he been out of the game too long and he's not seen how, how that side of thing has developed? Yes, he did spell with the coach by the Republic of Ireland and whatnot, but that maybe not have been enough for him to kind of maybe see it as things evolve. So, so that is my fear. And you're right, Paul, maybe people do um, choose to uh, the the negatives and the positives, or maybe, sorry, maybe choose to, to focus on the negatives and not the positives in order to form and strengthen their own argument. You're absolutely right, that kind of goes with all opinions, and especially when you're quite forceful and, and trying to, you know, enforce your opinion over another. So there is points, and I'm sure there is positives. Um, one, as, as you guys were talking there, is in terms of, yeah, you wouldn't settle for mediocrity, mediocrity and and um, he'd want the best. I mean, as a player, I mean, he maybe been a bit unfair by saying turning his back in Ireland uh, in the World Cup, but that that whole thing was around because he felt that the Irish weren't taking it serious in terms of the the, the FA and that you know the the facilities that yeah. they've got and the training equipment, and he just couldn't take any. He's going to take it anymore, and and I, I think he's just so passionate and uh, around that, and he just wanted the best. And he's coming; he was coming from one of the best uh, clubs in the, in the world at the time, arguably uh, one of the best in the world at the time, and they, they did everything. Um, I, I just I, I feel I suppose uh, Roy Keane has had a, a wee tiny spell of of Glasgow and Celtic, and he knows what it's like and what the facilities are. I'm not sure if did we have the training uh, ground at the time or was it Barrowfield? Barrowfield. I'm not sure. So, 
Probably should. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he'll do his homework on Celtic before he takes a job. And I'm sure he, he would insist that the, the coach does, whoever that is going to be. Um, but as you say, Johnny, and, and, and I've said before, whoever it is, we, we need to accept it. We need to get behind them. And if it isn't the guy who we wanted or that type of guy who we wanted, we, we can't just be saying, no, told you, I don't want it. I, I, I don't want him. And, and as soon as he is the first... Uh, fall at the, the first hurdle you can't say told you so and then that's it and forevermore be, be, be against him we have to uh, allow the guy to at least get his team in whoever it may be get his team in and, and, and develop and then take it from there um, no no, just because it's, it's not who we want we, that's automatically a hate and, and, and will be forevermore until they leave It needs to be set up, Mark, with a structure that if the guy that's coming in does fail and he needs replaced a year down the line, it's not that big an impact, as in that they're working to a structure, they're working to a set of rules. But I know that I know Troy Keane was not everybody's cup of tea, but we're going to bring this guy in to, to build on the good work that's been done already, so that it doesn't fall down like a deck of cards as soon as you take the manager or the coach yeah. out the, yeah. the equation. They need to be investing. They need to be investing in the right places and I don't think they, they need to be signing guys at 10 million and 12 million. Maybe the occasional one. But I think that the, the, the investment needs to be made and the whole structure, the, the, the scouting. I don't I don't. Um, I've, we've played teams in Europe, and they're not all spending. They're not all spending on Celtic. They're spending, but we still seem to be getting far more competent players than than, yeah. than what mm. we get. Yeah, and yeah, we've spoke about that before, haven't we? Right. Now, the news came out of the day that Scott Brown will be leaving. At the end of the season, he will not be taking up the, the option of another year, which was reported, and he will be going to the Sheep that we got to Aberdeen uh, as a assistant manager. Is it really a surprise? I don't really think it is. And I think after, I thought he played all right on Sunday, but again, just all right. But again, I thought that he did look like a guy that had lost his kind of the fire in his belly. I've got that image of Morelos putting him down and I'm no biting back. And I think that's when I thought he's done enough of this. He's absolutely done enough of this. And I fully expected him to have no leave eh, that this would have been the end of his playing with Celtic if he went into a, a kind of coaching role. Eh, how do you feel about it? He's gutted? Yeah, or... I'm, I'm personally gutted. Um, I think... I think it would have been. I mean, I can see. I can see why it, it was probably. He wanted to obviously sign out by winning ten in a row, and and that didn't happen. Um, he's leaving an amazing legacy, isn't he? Um, so maybe he felt with all the changes that are happening, um, it's maybe just the right time for him to bow out with all the the leagues he's won, all the trophies he's won, and. And probably just get his man. Obviously, he wants to be a manager, so a coach, and, and he just wants to 
uh, kickstart that. Um, obviously, Aberdeen, fairly big club in Scotland, um, and and maybe Celtic at this stage, probably quite rightly, maybe when offering them a, a, a kind of coaching role and player role that maybe he wants to do. So I can understand why he's going, um, but I'm sad to see him leave because he still is, you know, he's not the greatest season. I think the fact that I remember Scott Brown always saying that, you know, he has to be playing um, because he actually plays better if he's playing all the time rather than getting rest games and this, that and the other. So when the season broke because of COVID or was ended because of COVID, that was the worst thing I think to happen to to Scott Brown. And then you can see when we restarted, that he just wasn't the same player. Um, I wasn't buying into the fact his legs have gone, his legs have gone. Sure enough, he's getting older. But he was, you know, he can still put in great performances. Um, so yeah, I'm sad to see sad to see him go. It would have been good to get him on the coaching staff at Celtic, but maybe it's not the right time for him right now. And I'd like to, you know, that's if he ends up being successful or being a good coach, it'd be good to see him back at Celtic at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely gutted that, that he's going. Um, that they kind of. It was inevitable he was going to go, and I think I think Celtic have let him down. Um, I, I know what you're saying there about him um, feeling that he needs to play every game, but I, I think that this season was perhaps uh, more effective coming on as a sub, or maybe more effective if he's had a couple of games of a break. But you know, if if if, if Scott Brown said no, I'd rather play every game. Then, then, then so be it. I just thinking back to that game at McDermott Park when we were absolutely terrible, and um, you know he was sitting in the stands as a sub, and I think we all thought that he was there as a sub, and he probably won't get it on. But because we were that poor, he was able to come on, and he got the, the team up the park that twenty odd yards. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it two one we won. That was the game. Uh, Griffith scored, and. Um, Klamala, um, if memory says right, mm-hmm. and I thought, what, what, what? Sure. what he, he, he turned the game for us, and he won it for us. I've, I, I've been on record to say that if we didn't have Scott Brown, then I seriously question whether we would have got nine in a row. Um, and without a doubt, I don't think we would have been through that season invincible if it wasn't for him. Just mm-hmm. as, as a player, he he's a, he must have been an absolute nightmare to play against. He, he he's in your face. Um, he's he's always nipping at your ear, winding you up. And how many players fell for it? Not only fell for it in that game, but just you, you knew they were going to fall for it in the next game too. And and oddly enough, one guy that comes to mind is is, is no Morelis. It's uh, Shea Logan, and and it's just. I'm absolutely incredible that he's going to Aberdeen. Just because, I, and I've said this to, to you guys too, is that was probably the team that, that hated them. Well, well Rangers, Rangers and Hearts, but Aberdeen certainly gave him pelters as well mm-hmm. because he was just that, that player that every other team absolutely hated. Um, and maybe if it was a different uh, goings on at Celtic where we had a settled coaching staff and there wasn't going to be that transition and maybe the Celtic could have says, yeah, we can give you a coaching role as well as a 
a playing role in the next season or two. But I don't think Celtic can commit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe they say, look, we can't give you anywhere near the wages we're giving you now. I'm pretty sure Aberdeen aren't also, but what they can give them is that, that coaching, that, that door into coaching. Uh, I think with one thing, COVID, just to kind of finish my ramblings on, one thing with COVID as well is it was it was horrible that as fans, not only could we, we couldn't celebrate in the stadium um, when we got nine in a row, but we, we couldn't go out and go to the pub and celebrate together in, in our wider groups. Uh, the, the, the cup final passed us by in terms of uh, the getting the quadruple treble. But the fact that we can't gather in, in our thousands in the stadium and, and show our appreciation for, for Scott Brown in terms of what he's given us, to me, that, that's the, the, the biggest um, travesty of, of, of uh, or maybe not the biggest, but it's up there with no getting to see his actual clinching nine in, in the quadruple treble. It's, it's up there. And, and I think he probably would have got the same uh, blessings in, in going away as what Henrik Larson got. Yep, absolutely. Aye, I find that a bit. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's rubbish that the next time you see him, is he got to be in another dean strip playing against you? I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind that he's leaving to pursue his coaching career, but I'm really not looking forward to seeing him mm-hmm. back in another strip. You know, uh, I think that uh, I think that he's left. I think it could. If you look at it, I think he was in his road mm-hmm. out until Brendan Rodgers came, and then we'll probably get an extra. We've probably actually got an extra five mm-hmm. years. Uh, Scott Brown, think he thought he was going to, but I also think that possibly that I th- Scott Brown is a bit to do with uh, Ronnie Dyla going because there was said they didn't go on with him, didn't like his. He didn't like the way that he was doing stuff. And I think Scott Brown was looked upon more favourably mm-hmm. than, than Ronnie Dyler, which I'm not complaining about it because I think Scott Brown was right. But it shouldn't really be the case. So for a new manager coming in and a new coaching team, would it be easier just to not have that problem there? Where you've got a guy, if you're trying to change everything, if you've got a guy that's been there 14 years, Again, this is when you want that mm-hmm. could become problematic, uh, and everybody was saying that having somebody without a vast experience running about the place it would be great, and it would be great. But if you're, if people are coming in and they want a clean slate, do it our way. They maybe not see it that way. They maybe see that. I mean, he is yeah. a legend. He's an icon, really. If you think of certain people in the club. I think about Bill and McNeil holding up the, the European Cup, but the, what I always think about Scott Brown is that uh, that flag that the the Green Brigade had. It's when it was the uh, after the Invincible season when they've got the tight New Balance top on, he's got the shaven head, and it's just this image of Scott mm-hmm. Brown. He yeah. looks like a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't, don't get. I mean, you never got that with Paul Stay. I look at that way, the other captains. This is where I think he's, he's 
he's a second behind Valdez. Yeah, totally. And he is that iconic figure, really. Um, over the last how many, how many years he's been? Is it fourteen years he's been with the club? The things that kind of stand out in my memory is just, you know, the the close ups when you see him giving the, you know, the motivational talks in the huddle. Um, that kind of puffed out chest when he's in the tunnel, you know, ready to, ready to go in the field. Um, there's the Bruni celebration, which was kind of born out of the, the celebration over um, Duff. Um, and like just kind of laughing yep. in the face of opponents when they're really when they're trying to half them. And, um, you know, so I think it was against Aberdeen actually, he got halved about three times. And then he just mm-hmm. laughed and he just kind of did this mm-hmm. shuffle and a laugh. And, um, so there's all these things that kind of brilliant memories that kind of stand out of Scott Brown. So, you know, in my eyes, Celtic legend 100%. Yeah. And what a bargain he was actually seeing. So I think at the time he paid 4.4 yeah. million, which is a lot of money. I know. Well, yeah, that was the biggest. Uh, I think that was a, a transfer record between two Scottish clubs at the time, wasn't it? That's right. Um, right. And the funny thing was, <clears throat> when there was talk of him going to Rangers, um, the Rangers fans were taunting the Hibs fans about you know, that the, he was going to leave Hibs for Rangers and then he ended up signing with Celtic. So that was a good wee, that was a uh, good wee dig that we got out of them. And he came up with some great stories about, uh, about when he went and spoke to Rangers, the Walter Smith mm-hmm. met him in a car park or something like that. And then when he trained for Celtic, it was, uh, it was yeah, a five and all this. Yeah, for dinner. Just, <laughs> Mm. Aye, he's, he's, he's that good way I kind of think it as well to him. It's, it, it, it was uh, on that just kind of reminiscent, and I hadn't seen this until today. I don't know, it was actually the wee uh, the, the thread that you, you shared, Johnny. Um, it was the one about the whole thing about Joey Barton coming up, and I just thought it was an absolute disgrace that was blown out of all purpor- proportion. And, and Scott Brown just answered it and, and finished it. Beautifully, um, but it was it was kind of the question was put to him. Um, what do you feel about not being in, in Joey Barton's league? And he says I've never played in his league. He's now playing in my league. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd never seen that before. I thought that was just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, and and at the end of that game, um, you know, Joey Barton couldn't even look at him at the beginning of the game when they do that stupid handshake of going down the line. Um, and then at the end, you know, when he just kind of patted him in the head and he just had no answer and just sent him packing. I don't even think he managed to finish the season. Aye. <clears throat> he, 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 uh, he finished him. And oh, yeah, you're right. The guy, guy is a legend. And, and it's, it's shameful on Celtic's part that we knew this was coming and we have not, we failed to find anyone close enough to being his replacement um, and, and I, maybe we, we never will find him but in terms of yeah, Scott Brown 100% but just finding that guy that we can say yeah you're, you're going to be your captain for the next few years I don't I don't know it's a bit unfair in Callum McGregor I, I just think he's a, a completely different player um, I don't think Ayer's going to be about much longer so he can't uh, take on that role but 
it's, it's just who's it going to be? And uh, this is hard hard boots to to fill, is is what I'm saying. Yeah. What's your what's your favourite memory of Scott Brown? Um, favourite memory of Scott Brown for me has got to be the um, doing the Bruni um, to El Hajjouf yeah. um, in yeah. the Rangers game and um, I think he got booked he got booked for that celebration and um, I, I think in an interview um, further down the line he said it was um, it was the favourite his favourite booking of his life <laughs> aye, that's what he said. That's what he said. So, aye, for me, that'd be my favourite memory. I think. I, I didn't realise he get booked for that. Um, aye, but I, I, I think that that has to be mine's, and I'm going to drop an R clear because I was at that game. Um, it must be one of the last few games I was at Ibrox, and as soon as the ball left his foot, you just knew it was going in. Aye, it was just a tremendous. Goal. The, the the game was aye. was uh, brilliant. Because I think we were doing it ten men, we, we totally played Rangers off the park. Should have beat them. Got a draw. Went back to Celtic Park, um, uh, in the cup, and was that the one nothing? Mark Wilson in the shame game that we spoke about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'm there on that. I, I think the one did you not get sent off for a second year because went to the crowd okay. recently. Aye, uh, yeah. Aye, thank you, Dad. Come on, come on. Yeah, it was it Cl- 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 and he was celebrating, and they were all going after it. Mm. Ryan, remember Ryan Kemp, song a hook at him. Uh, they were mm. all going absolutely mental. Like, and that Scott Brown, he done not that was a that was a captain's role. He he created all that, so he created how many incidents did they create that game? And they were all losing mm. that absolute fucking plot. It was. He was sent off, I think, one during the game and, and a couple after it. Aye, because the game stopped and he was kind of almost at that corner of the main stand and at the Rangers corner. And um, he was giving the old high fives and the, the, the clenched fist. And ha- Andy Halliday went off, he's not, didn't he? But, mm-hmm. but Scott, Scott Brown, <laughs> I think, Lustig get involved. And it, Scott Brown, it seemed to leave him, didn't it? And then with everybody pushing and shoving, the Kinamele back over to where Scott Brown was. I think Andy Halliday was getting pushed past him. And he, and he was just, he was absolutely killing himself laughing and he just started patting Andy Halliday on the chest. It was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I think that's my, my favourite memory of Scott Brown. That, I think he done an absolute cut an absolute captain's role where he thought, right, Alfredo, you're getting it. And he got him sent half. Uh, and it was it was absolutely brilliant. It was for oh I just I don't know, I just well, I just absolutely lost it. when it comes to was Hamden against him again, it was Lee, Lee McCulloch, I'm sure it was. I think he must have moved from off and he just he pointed to Lee McCulloch and he told him to look up to the 
the scoreboard and he kind of uh, went like that yeah. as if it was something smelly. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That was a brilliant image as well. Aye. So... See, 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 to be honest as well, see, I know that he's he's kind of slowed down in that a bit, but I can never remember him having a stinker. I can never remember him playing a game where he's no. been absolutely terrible. Um, no, you're right. I mean, that that's, but that just shows the level of consistency he's had over the years. Um, he's just been a fantastic player, you know, and it's, he's what would they get? He won two PFA um, Player of the Year. Um, Scottish uh, Football Writers Award he won that once as well so it's been recognised over the years what a great player he's been and um, and it's, sometimes it's overlooked you know there was other teams there was other teams that were interested in him like Premiership Clubs as well and uh, there was you know at one point there was talk of uh, Inter and Juve looking at him so mm-hmm. you know it's been recognised what an amazing player he's been um, and he could have played. He could have played in the Premiership at the highest level, no problem. Mm-hmm. Aye. It'll be interesting to see. It'll just be funny watching him for these last these last few games. I mean, the next Celtic <laughs> Rangers game. I wonder if he'll I do know. something. Well, let's hope that you know yeah. the the Scottish Cup can be a consolation. We see. Bruni lifting it for the fifth time in a row. Uh, if it's against Rangers, all the better. Do you know it's been quite? In a way, it's been quite nice. I know it was getting the quadruple treble, but getting it this year, you still got to see him lifting yeah. a trophy this year Aye. as well, uh, which is quite nice. <laughs> With the Adidas kit on. I think that's hey, boys, that has covered I a lot. So. Aye, and a nice wee, a nice, although it's, uh, it's no nice Scott Brown's going, but it's, it's nice that we tripped down memory lane, a nice wee kind of finish on a positive here. Definitely, definitely. Aye. Okay, okay guys, well, thanks, thanks very much. Cheers, Johnny.